Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. He's like, Neil, I'm pregnant with your baby. And I was like, Chris, I can't. I can't be pregnant. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I go, you can't be pregnant. I've had a vasectomy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, welcome to a new episode of Movies That Don't Suck and Some Do. My name's Neil. And I'm Chris. And today we got two, call them two movies that we're going to review right here for your listening pleasure. First, we will talk about the movie, The Guy with the Nose That's Really Long and Big. Yes, Roxanne. Oh, wait, Roxanne, that's that's the movie with Steve Martin? Yeah, I'm just kidding, because they both had big, long, fake noses. (laughs) But the one, the only, Bradley Cooper starring in Maestro. You ever take a chance? You ever take a chance in your life? Yes. I came to work for you, didn't I? You don't get to talk back. That wasn't a fucking question. Tonight you're a piece wrong, of equipment because your menu until you run your balance. own kitchen you say yes chef whatever you want chef right away shop. chef and then you like, shut the fuck up like to walk you're a pe- fucking poison you know that you're a fucking infection get the fuck out of my restaurant don't ever fucking touch me again it's from burnt yeah, that's a great movie. That's one of Bradley Cooper's best movies. If you haven't seen Burnt, guys, literally go out and see it today. If you if you disagree with me, that's okay because that's what life is about. You can disagree, disagree all dis- you want. We're going to disagree probably this whole episode. So, so. This whole episode <laughs> is going to be a big disagreement. <laughs> um, Who else is all right, then. And then also in the movie starring the good old Bradley Cooper is also the one, the only Carrie Mulligan. Don't cry. Really, don't fucking cry. Tell me what you did. I didn't do anything wrong, though. She dropped out. Top of her class, and she dropped out. I did, too, to take care of her. The two of us gone. You graduated magna cum laude, though. Did you ever feel guilty, or did you just feel relieved that she'd gone? You know, I was affected by it, too, okay? I mean, it's every guy's worst nightmare getting accused like that. Can you guess what every woman's worst nightmare is? That's from Promising Young Woman. 
Great movie. From oh, yeah. Great movie. From great movie. We, we both enjoyed that one, Quite I believe. Yeah, we did. did we enjoy yeah. it? Uh, I did we it. like it? I think we did. I, mean, I, I gave it like a 4.6 or something. Yeah. You didn't like it. I love the first one. I think it's great. I thought you said hated it. Nope. Oh, maybe I'm just remembering things wrong. All right. Also in this movie, uh, the one, the only, I know him as the greatest version of a guy named Neil in cinema. Neil Caffrey himself, Matt Boomer. I read energy in my work, and, and yours is pure and sweet. Tell him what your fantasy is, and make sure he does it with the lights on. If he doesn't, then y'all have a serious problem. <laughs> well, uh, I, um, when we were in college and we were falling in love, we used to listen to that song, um, Heaven. Yes, I love that song. Oh, thinking about all our younger years. <laughs> it was only you and me. That's from Neil's favorite movie, Magic Mike XXL. Uh, no, my favorite one is Magic Mike 1. Okay. XXL was adorable because it was a road trip, and he did get the Joe Maggio dancing in the, you know, in the gas station, which was great. But the story behind Magic Mike 1 actually had deeper heart. What about Magic Mike's last dance? What did you think about that one? I have not seen that one yet because you wouldn't do it for the podcast. Oh, that's right. Because I had to watch the other two. All right. <laughs> okay. Who else is in this movie? The, one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time, yep, yep. singing one of my favorite songs by a stand-up comedian of all time, the one, the only, Miss Sarah Silverman. I'm f***ing Matt Damon. She's f***ing Matt Damon. And you know that I ain't lying. I said I'm f***ing Matt Damon. She's f***ing Matt Damon. Ask me inside, Pat O'Brien. It's true, the insider has confirmed that she is in fact f***ing Matt Damon. <laughs> week when I was playing Scrabble with you online, I was f***ing Matt Damon. We flew back and forth like an idiot to do your show and Regis and Kelly's show. She was definitely f***ing Matt Damon. When I told you I was f***ing Matt Damon, I was f***ing Matt Damon. So yeah, that's um, Sarah Silverman talking about fucking Matt Damon. She was fucking Mad Damon. Yeah. I love that. That's one of my favorite songs. Uh, fucking Ben Affleck was not as good. As not that, as good. You're right. You're, I, I agree with you. So yeah, but but anyway, um, also uh, there's a bunch of huge cast in this movie. Uh, Maestro. It's been nominated for a bunch of awards. Only best actor. So best we will talk. Yeah. Best actor. Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk all about that here in a little bit. Uh, the second movie that we are doing tonight is number one at the box office this past weekend. Uh, the one called Argyle, featuring the one, the only, my favorite Superman, Mr. Henry Cavell. I saw you on Matterside. Marks on and around the door show that it was forced open. And recently, there were signs of a scuffle with boot marks from three separate intruders, one of them heavy set. Judging by the height and extent of the subsequent damage, Traces of fabric and spots of blood suggest that there was another occupant, likely female, who seems to have fought back using a sharp and improvised weapon before escaping through the window. I'd say this was a targeted search and interrogation in which two women were discovered. And then my sister arrived. And you were curiously fast to arrive after her. 
Now, are you going to release her, or shall I? That's from our, uh, Noah Holmes 2. Noah Holmes tubes. Yes, because I couldn't find a good Superman one where he wasn't like, you know, screaming or fighting. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I gave one where he sounds really smart. Yeah, yeah. Which Henry Cavell is. I mean, let's be honest. The guy is now the leader of the Warhammer 40,000 universe that's going to be happening. He's the leader of the Highlander universe that's going to be happening. He's the leader of the Witcher. Well, he wasn't the leader of the Witcher universe. That's why he quit. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Also in this movie, uh, the one, the only wonderful Bruce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. You said Bruce. Oh, did I say Bruce? I'm sorry. I look at him. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Every time I see Bryce, I think Bruce Wayne for yeah, some reason. Exactly. I don't know why. Bryce Dallas Howard. I don't know, but Bryce Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Sorry, Bryce. I told you how it works. The Cullens have powers. Don't underestimate them, Riley. You'll have the numbers, but they'll be able to anticipate your every move. According to your friend? Yes, my dead friend. Laurent found out about the things they could do, and they killed him. But not before he told me. So where's that from, Neil? That is from Twilight. Did you even know that she's in Twilight? Dude, it's hard. To, she She's as a chameleon. Like, uh, I, I know. Sometimes she is. Like, I mean, uh, these days now that you've, you know, taken more light to her, more, you know, that we've seen her enough, that you can see her, that you're like, when you go back and watch movies like that. I was like, I, didn't, I was, I was looking like, for clips. I thought, like, doesn't, doesn't even look like her, I thought, you know. I know, and I was like, uh, when I was looking up clips, it, it was like Jurassic, Jurassic World, Jurassic World, Jurassic World, and I was like, dude, I just want something that's not Jurassic. By the way, kept on saying, when, when I saw it when I watched the clip, I went back to the IMDb to confirm that was her. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? You know, I do my research. Yeah, in. No, I only okay one time it happened. All right, one time I got the wrong dude. Gosh, what a dick. Anyway, awesomeness, one of the most sexiest motherfuckers on the planet Earth. He's awesome, he's funny, and he makes me laugh every time he's on the picture playing Mr. Sam Rockwell. It's a lot of condoms. I have condoms here to choke a goat. What? I don't know what I just said. Hey, you want to get out of here? What? Is it creepy? Sometimes I'm being creepy. Do you want to go on a date? I mean, do you want to get out of here and then go on a date? Based on what? Based based on nothing? Just just go on a date? Well, what else are you doing today? Fighting the urge to run away from you? <laughs> I'm actually on the run, too. From creepy guys like you? Oh, man. These guys wish they were as creepy as I am. International hitmen. Oh, gross, right? Oof. Yeah, so uh, that's, uh, that's him talking to Annie Kendrick from... You. Mr. Wright, one of my favorite. I love anything Sam Rockwell's in, actually, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever what's seen a movie. Your, what's your favorite Sam Rockwell was, movie? I, I got mine in my head already. Um, Probably Charlie's Angels. Moon. No, no, Moon's good. good. But that's not real. Uh, Choke. Oh, yeah, Choke's okay. Choke was a good one. I like Choke. I like uh, Mr. Wright. I uh, loved him, Iron Man 2. I love Justin. Him as Justin Hammer as the bad guy. Yeah, he was. He was in the Green Mile. Was basically that the most evil motherfucker. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. oh, what? 
That's the only movie that I can't really watch with him in because yeah. it's like, oh, you make me hate you so much in this movie. All right, we get two more people to talk about in this movie. Who else? I know, Brian Cranston being one of them. I'm the cook. I'm the man who killed Gus Fring. Bullshit. Cartel got Fring. You sure? That's right. Now, say my name. Eisenberg. You're goddamn right. Yeah, I'm breaking the. You just got a boner. Uh, you, got, <laughs> you got a boner. Every time, every time he does that line, you're goddamn right. Yeah. That one in the, uh, you go, I am the danger. Yeah. Oh. And we have one more. More, more person. Oh, do we got one more? Yeah, yeah. Do we got, do we got 14 champ, 14 time WWE champion, one of the greatest of all time, Mr. You Can't See Me Yourself. He's invisible to everyone, so you don't know where he's at all the time, Mr. John Cena. I will fuck you, all right? I will enter you. You're going to enter me? You hear what he said? What are you talking about right now? I'm just trying to intimidate. You're just talking about raping him. You're not about that life, champ. I can see it. Oh, I am about that no, life. No, no, no. Like I will get muscle. crazy up in here. You like movies? We'll make a movie. Oh, God. I, we'll make Mama Say Knock You Out, starring my fist in your dickhole. Oh, shit. What the fuck is wrong with this dude? He wants you. Babe, your threats, I'm telling you, they're super gay. Too sexual? Yeah. This has to be the corniest muscle white dude I've ever seen in my fucking life. Okay, Coco, beware. You know what? You're being an asshole. All right, you know what I do with the assholes? I lick them. Okay. <laughs> uh, from the so, probably so, one of the so funny, uh, really Rick. quick, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you this story. Uh, so the other night, uh, I was hanging out with my buddy Logan, and he told me that uh, when he was at this one uh, Monday Night Raw, he was sitting behind Coco Beware. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then I heard that last night, and I laughed a lot loud. <laughs> I was like replay, replaying that. I was like, Ah, Coco Beware. Chris, tell them where they can find us. You can find us online at moviesdontsuck.net. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash moviesdontsuckpodcast. We're on X at MTS Podcast. We're on Instagram at MTS Podcast. We also have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash moviesdontsuck. If you guys want to find us, uh, we are friends and patrons and uh, parts of w2mnet.com. That's w number two, amazonmoviesnet.com. You'll find us there. One of the bunch of cool, cool, cool podcasts um, run by Mark Kravich, uh friend of the program and often a guest. And also, uh, we're also on Bonfire. You go to Bonfire Concert Streams and I'll something to you. You'll find shirts with our names on it and a few other things that Neil's made. They're pretty cool. And uh, if you watch this on YouTube, subscribe. Watch this on Facebook at the page. And if you're listening to some podcasts, I couldn't subscribe. So when it's up with, it's ready for you uh, moments after. And uh, where you find podcasts from who's not sucking something to do. Neil, who are we talking about today? Who are we helping out? Today we're going to help out an old buddy of ours because I was like, man, we haven't talked about his place in a while. So why not? Because we love talking about a good buddy of ours. Uh, I still talk to him uh, via text message, but I don't live in Kansas City uh, anymore. But I do talk to him like at least every couple of weeks. And that's our good friend Edward over at 
Reroll Tavern. Now, mm. Reroll Tavern, if you guys don't know, uh, just imagine a bar where everyone knows your name and your character's name. A place where disgusting your Dungeons and Dragons group is the conversation starter. We're laughing over Golden Pint and a ridiculous card game is par for the course. And we're connecting and reconnecting over a game of Connect Four is the norm. The space is Reroll, and they are some of the greatest adventures that you could ever come by. Now, me and Chris, back in the day, used to go to his first bar, which we won't say that name because it's owned by someone else now. But uh, Reroll is just like that environment. It is safe for people who are, are nerds that play games, that are gamers, that like cosplay, like these two right here, dressed like Letterkenny uh, <laughs> characters. Uh, literally, it, it just is normal to be geeky, have fun, go play games, talk stacks, talk nerdyisms and the, the what goes into even doing something like this is just fun and ridiculous they have over hundreds of board games tabletop games and such drinks um all kinds of everything that you can possibly want they have a membership program where you can pay an, a monthly individually or a yearly fee uh you can reserve uh uh, you can resume private rooms, reservations, and they even have some good old grub, like, you know, the Hobbit Leaf. Oh, those are cocktails. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So next, good. They, I, was, I was like, I was like, but basket of chips, they got, uh, you know, the Demogorgon burger, <laughs> the reroll burger, uh, Red Mountain pizza. Like they have a bunch of good stuff, good food and good time. So if you want to meet people, if you want to go hang out with people that are your own, if you want to hang out with the nerds, go down to reroll tavern. Yeah. Where, Ed's a really OG of the board game, uh, Board game bar in, in KC, really. Yeah, he he told me the whole story once that he went somewhere and he saw it uh, like in a big big city, mm-hmm. and then came here and was like, "I can do that here." And I've been trying to figure out. I've, I've been trying to get like, if I had money, dude, I would open one here in Tulsa because there is here one in Tulsa, but I don't think they do it right. Oh yeah, what's wrong with it? Well, no. um, they charge per hour. Oh, they, that's they, lame. They, no. they they do. It's a bunch of stupid stuff. It's like really. It's they. I think I could. I, I'm not trying to say I do everything better, and I'm not. But I just think I could probably do it a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. There's places here they just charge you to let you in, or you they'll charge you to buy something there. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it's just like it's like, man. There, there's a way to do it, and then there's a way not to do it. And I think Edward is probably one of the best at doing it. He was. A, you guys go back to episode fifty. Edward's actually on the podcast. Yes, he is. And again, really cool guy. We love talking to him, buddy of ours. Uh, Go support local. Go support Reroll Tap. All right, man. Uh, You ready? You got anything else before we get into the movie talk? Or. Man, to be honest, I think I really need to start a wrestling podcast because right now it, I am so, I am just so oh I, I'm coming up with the I got I got a trademark I don't have a trademark but I have a logo that I'm working on right now I have a theme song I'm working on right now because I want to make sure I have the the few things I need like that and then just turn the camera on but start talking but I I don't know what to do exactly like should I go somewhere and just open up chat and like have people talking back with me yeah cuz it's hard man like I wouldn't be able to do a podcast by myself 
That's no, I can't. That's that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Like uh, my buddy Logan, once he goes, why don't we try an episode, like start it off right before WrestleMania 40, before we leave. And then while we're at WrestleMania 40, I keep uploading videos the whole time. Hmm. What's the thought to that to like a YouTube show, a channel or a Twitch channel or something like that. And I already got the YouTube channel built. I already got like, I already got several things built, but it's also um, learning if I want to do it as a podcast or if I just want to do it as a vlog, if I want to do it as a Twitch program, it's like trying to figure all that stuff out. Cause in this day and age, how many platforms can I be on? Right. You know? Yeah. It's hard. I mean, how many platforms are we on right now? We're on one, two, three. We're on three platforms live right now on four different channels. And then on top of that, we are also going to be on all the platforms that you upgrade us, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Do do we still do Stitcher or is that gone? Stitcher's gone. And so is Google. They're both gone. So, like, really only Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcast, Spotify, and then all our yeah, yeah. Blog they, they, the, the, once I upload it there, like it's it gets thrown out everywhere else. So, so like like most of the podcast apps that I have, it's just an aggregate of those two places where podcasts yeah. are uploaded. So it's um yeah we're everywhere. It's weird, that's weird. This whole work. Yeah, but yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah, and we're but, everywhere. Speaking of what everywhere, speaking of everywhere, let's talk about Maestro. Because everyone watch it. At, Maestro. It's on Netflix, directed by uh, Bradley Cooper. You know, you guys know who Bradley Cooper is. He also directed A Star is Born, which we need both in me and, and Neil really liked. I think Neil gave it a private, perfect score. The first perfect score on the show is for uh, Star is Born. It also stars Bradley Cooper as um, Leonard Bernstein himself. You ever take a chance? You ever take a chance in your life? Also, Kerry Mulligan as Felicia Montague. Don't cry. Also, Matt Bomer as David Oppenheim. I read energy in my work, and and yours is pure and sweet. Tell him what your fantasy is. Also, the stars Vincenzo Amato as Bruno Zerato, Greg Hildreth as Isaac, Michael Uri as Jerry Robbins, Brian Klugman as Aaron Copeland. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And this also has uh, Sarah Sullivan in it as uh, as a uh, as Shirley Bernstein, Leonard's brother's sister. I know. What? Well, um. Oh fuck! Sorry. <laughs> Don't say the fuck. There we go. <laughs> then, um, but yeah, this the the story is a bunch of other people. It's a long movie. Uh, Neil, why don't you just read the storyline for Maestro? 
Maestro will tell the complex love story of Leonard and Felicia, a story that spans over 30 years from the time they met in 1946 at a party and continuing through two engagements, a 25-year marriage, and three children, Jamie Burstein, Alexander Burstein, and Nina Burstein Simmons. So uh, when I, this movie first came out on Netflix, I saw the poster, I'm like, God, what a fucking dry fucking movie. I thought it was me boring as shit. <laughs> I, I, and it's exactly what it is. Are you were bored by this movie? <laughs> I god damn it was hard to keep my eyes open. When did you watch this? I was fucking enthralled by this movie. Oh me, I had three people watching it all together and like we were just like we they're the only character we actually gave two shits and a fuck about this whole movie was Carrie Mulligan's like shit, right? Yeah, uh, Bradley's character, like, I got he was supposed to be the star, but nothing happened. I'm, like, there's no scenes There's no scenes in this movie that made me think, oh, turmoil. Like, there's one scene, and it was all ran by Carrie Mulligan. The rest of it was just him like, uh, yeah, I guess I guess I, I want to go see this guy, and I'm going to go do this over here. See, I, 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 I had a different, I, I loved this maestro. I really did. I love this movie. I wanted to love this movie. Okay. I went into this movie with a positive attitude. One, because it's only been nominated by, I don't know, everybody and their freaking brother. But like, um, you know, it was just so, he was just a shitty person, dude. Yeah, was he was a, just a shitty person, and like the whole movie, I could—I didn't know who I was rooting for. Who well, was I rooting for in this movie? Well, well, Nobody. Everybody was a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, it, there's no doubt stating that showing the flaws, the big flaws of Leonard Bernstein was the right, right way to go for sure. Because they weren't sucking his dick the whole movie. You know, like, no, no. Everybody was sucking his dick the whole movie. Everyone else I mean, was. I, yeah, I mean, there's Matt Boomer is sucking his dick. Come Michael on, dude. That's all I meant. That's all I meant. That's all I meant. Let me start. Let me start calling them all out. Who all <laughs> sucked his dick in this movie? No, what, uh, what Gary was, Mulligan sucked his like dick Mary, in this movie. Mary, I mean, there's one part. He literally walks up to a married couple, or a kid of a married couple is like, "I slept with both your parents." It was a baby, to be fair. So that we knew he was saying, but still, but yeah. it's a dick move. It, it, what yeah. a piece of shit! Well, was, like I never want to watch West Side Story ever again. <laughs> so it, was, it ruined it. Not only did this movie ruin this movie for me, but this movie ruined one of my favorite musicals. Well, so uh, it didn't ruin literally. Any, it didn't ruin anything for me. Um, <laughs> it did. It, what it did do for me is it, it when it, how conductors can change the way music sounds or recorded or done. Which uh, I after that I was I was I was convinced that I wasn't you know what I'm talking about you weren't able to understand that. I mean, there was two different scenes mm-hmm. where they actually talked about music for like I don't know five seconds. You did you want more more uh, <laughs> more more insight in the music part because there is a scene here which is the most powerful scene which is the scene in the church you remember the cathedral yeah. that which was probably like to me that was that was thrilling. But, oh, do you mean the 1978 Cathedral concert that he had yeah. in uh, London? Yeah. Yeah, one of the most famous fucking things ever done in the and, history, and, man. And you guys can find Musically. that online. It's fucking gorgeous. Um, but, yeah, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Shot great. Didn't give me any insight on music or why. The only insight that we got of his abilities um, was him writing uh, this, the, the uh, play Mass 
or the mm-hmm. show Mass. And then him um, at the end when he was uh, like a couple years away from dying, where he was teaching a class and showing him the gentle, like, why didn't we see what this meant? What all this meant when somebody goes like this as a maestro? Why is that not important to the story? Why was it more important how many dicks he sucked and not important well, this is about, about the art? This is the quote unquote love story between him and uh, his his wife, which... Uh, well, there wasn't a struggle for the first hour of the movie. Yeah, they're building it. They're building They're building it. Like, to me, like, I, I like this movie a lot, and I can understand why you didn't, but I wasn't bored. And I was tired of I shit. I was though. because it got to the point where I was like, okay, so she's just a sub said he's a cheating whore. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, like, I get that, like, right off the back. And then I was like, but they don't even make a deal about it. They don't even make a deal about it. Like, she's not like, finds out, and then it's like, oh. I'm gas. Like, I don't yeah, know okay, if whatever. it's a time like uh, in like the stature of the relationship. I don't quite know because she, but but then she said she knew about him from the very beginning, like when they first started dating. Uh, but again, uh, this is Meister Neil didn't like. Him. I didn't even <laughs> the moment when they met and they they go and do their little. I didn't until they did the sit down in the park scene. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they liked each other. Like I didn't like it. Did not. It was not conveyed. It was oh, just. I, like, think, I think it was conveyed. I, I knew they liked each other. Absolutely. I, I, I thought. Okay, maybe it's just a friendship because literally you see him, you know, boning Matt Boomer, Boomer for like the first thirty minutes of the movie, which is awesome. You don't see that. You don't see it, but man. it's heavily implied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very implied, and, and it's Matt Boomer who, by any means, Neil's saying that if he was in that situation, he he would. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I, would, I would. You know, I'm fucking Matt Boomer. Yeah, but but okay. Here, here's some highlights and some good spots that I did like. One, some of the best real acting from Sarah Silverman ever. Oh yeah, she was she was uh, played usually, straight. Yeah, she plays. Yeah, she usually plays comedians. Or hot, funny movies and stuff like that, which is nothing wrong with that because I love Sarah Silverman comedy. Always have everything she's ever done. I watch Stupid Pet Tricks comes out uh, at right after Super Bowl. <laughs> Gonna fucking watch that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a good high point. Carrie Mulligan's acting oh was God. a gr- very high point in this. It took me about twenty to thirty minutes to start to like Bradley Cooper's voice. I did not like the. I did not like what he did with the voice and this makeup for his nose, dude. Let me. Okay, people have problem with it. Yeah, and and I I can understand the problem with it. But I mean, look at his nose, dude. Like it doesn't even look like him. (laughs) That's that's not Riley Cooper's nose. That's that's Roxanne. That's a. Okay, okay. Let's get the real life one. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So uh, Riley Cooper, he. I mean, the makeup in this is kind of amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like. But um, I'm not sure you think that nose. Very much so. Everybody was also calling um, for the uh, killing of Bradley Cooper after he put on that nose. Because, and here's that scene that you were talking about, one of the best scenes. So good. Yeah, that was a great scene by any means. But that was not the end of the movie. Already, I was not interested anymore. You know what I'm saying? See, I'm, 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 uh, I disagree. And I I get it. And I'm not, I'm not dissing you for it. But, goddamn. <laughs> but so no, you know, I, I, like when I saw this movie, when I first like like started, I'm like, God, this movie for fucking old people. And to me, I, I was changed. Me, I'm old guy, but I love this movie. I love my. Yeah, and my thing is, I would like to see his inspiration. 
We didn't see his inspiration. He's already ready to fuck 10 people and, you know, already a maestro. And I get that we're, we're concentrating on their relationship. But, man, this guy is supposed to be one of the greatest composers in the entire world conductors. ever. Yeah, two conductors. conductors. Yeah. yeah, and composers. I mean, yeah, he did. Sure. I mean, he he won, what, uh, like five Tony Awards, mm-hmm. 20 Emmys. Like, I, I don't even know how many yeah. awards altogether. But, like, the dude won a lot, a lot of awards. But we never saw anything of why. Why was he passionate about it? So – it's it's interesting uh, because it just starts his journey of fame. So it's the reason I had the problem with the theory of everything you have with this movie, uh, which is mm-hmm. you remember that movie theory of everything about mm-hmm. Stephen Hawking, and I didn't like that because I wanted to learn more about the profession. Yeah, but I was actually totally fine with Maestro. I really loved it. Um, I can understand why you didn't, but I was, I was. Whew. Excuse me, <laughs> the beers. Don't die. Don't die on air, dude. Come on. It's like yeah, literally, yeah, I need yeah, to be healthy, bro. I, love the, I thought I was acting. I was, uh, it's only in the past, I don't know, most of the uh, best Oscars that made me cry. Um, uh, and see, it didn't make it, it, it didn't hit it. I was sitting there watching it with my wife, and she's the one that, like, literally said to me, Who am I supposed to care for? Well, I mean, that's not the point of movies, right? Like, I, I know that the, the Dude, every movie you have to have not, somebody. No, that's for. that's one hundred percent bullshit. You know that's not true. No, seriously, you don't have to root for any. The, no movie needs to have a. Not every movie needs to have a point where you love each other. Because there are point movies that are full of awful people. Everyone that's always in Philadelphia are awful people. But but when they are full of awful people. They're presented as awful people. And, uh, These people were all presented as they're all the heroes. Well, no, my I don't think Bradley Cooper's or at least uh, Lynn Bernstein wasn't shown as a hero in this. They showed the the things he did with music, uh, accomplished things, but that just by highlighting his accomplishments doesn't mean he was a good person. And they definitely showed that. They definitely showed how he hurt Carrie Mulligan's character or his wife in this, and that's what I thought was interesting. But the thing is. It just turned. Like, she didn't give a damn for, like, 20 years. Well, she gave it. And all of a sudden, sudden she's like, she's like, you hurt me the whole time. And it's like, but you knew about it. You made it very clear you knew about everything. You made it clear. And you made it very obvious that you, like, it's like being in a poly, uh, polyamorous uh, relationship. And all of a sudden, you're like. Oh, by the way, 20 years into your polyamorous relationship where you've had gone to crazy wild orgies and whatever the hell you do, you know, um, you know, uh, and all but, of a sudden but, you, but, just, but, turn but, your, but again, you just turn to your mate and you just say, let me make my point and you can jump in. Uh, and you turn to your partner and you just say, oh, by the way, this whole time you just been hurting me. But, but Even the, though I approved of this relationship. But we, but we can also say that, the, that she was a, a victim and she, she felt trapped there. I mean, like, it's this is what happened in the relationship. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but that's what happened. And we can't say that's not wrong for what they did. Cause no, the, it's it's whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, if that's, if, if you know, you want somebody that says, I love you and lies right to your face, you know, and, whatever. Yeah, and that was, that was shown, you know? And that's exactly what she did, the entire relationship. Yeah. But, but, but she hey, lied right to his face the whole time. And she did, he did too. No. 
he was very honest about him. <laughs> and I mean, there's even a scene, the one, the one really kick-ass scene in this movie where she's like, your honesty makes everybody else not honest. <laughs> so she's like, Hey, I'm a bad fucking bullshit woman. You know, and because of me, you're you're a bad person because you're honest about who you are. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So you were bored by this movie. I mean, I was I no, I said there's high points, but the thing is by the time it got to those high points, I was already so bored with it, like I was like looking on my phone for something on Reddit. Oh my god. I didn't have like, that I didn't have that experience. I really liked Maestro. I thought it was captivating. But uh, that's why we do the show, right? <laughs> right? Right. We do the show. That's why we do a show for counteractions. Because yeah. believe me, Chris really liked Lady Bird. And still, I did. I did. I, mean, I rewatched it, I, and it still doesn't hold uh, up. Okay, fair, fair for you. <laughs> but anyway, Chris, give us your rating. Uh, my rating for this is a four point two. Yeah, it's pretty, it's a good. I like this movie quite a bit. Um, it's it's got some of the best acting you'll see this year. It's got some of the best directing you'll ever see, and. If you guys uh, and and to me, uh, I was casually about this movie. I didn't uh, by the end of this, I was I was singing its praises to everyone. But of course, yeah, not everyone's gonna see this movie because uh, it will, they did the worst marketing campaign with the, the poster that looks like it's made for old people. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Because really, I'd like to see the Jake Gyllenhaal, Steven Spielberg one. Yeah, well, uh, I think that'd have been ten times. Better because Jake Gyllenhaal would have probably got some more passion in it. Are you kidding um, me? This is all about passion, uh, dude. This movie is not about passion at all. Not at all. I oh, did not you, feel so you, no passion. You, you wanted more passion from? Okay, I got you. Well, I I like this. Um, I I, I want more. I wanted more of what I want to know why Leo did Leonardo did. Uh, what did you mean? What he did in his life, <laughs> like why he did this music. Yeah. Why was he a conductor? Why was he? You know, you know. Yeah. Why did he do all this stuff? Why was he a composer? Why was he a conductor? What made him go down that path? We don't find that out. We just find out why he became famous and why he was a male whore. And guess what? I didn't. I didn't keep my attention. If I want to find out why someone's a male whore, I'll go to Pornhub. All right. I don't need it. I don't need a PG thirteen movie this to was, show me. Was this PG thirteen? It must have been right. It had to be PG thirteen. There's it no. Was, way it, was R, okay. there's, there's, it was R. It was R. Whatever. Language and I didn't see Matt Boomer's penis, so I'm not happy. Um, okay. Hey, dude. If you're gonna have Matt Boomer and he's gonna have sex, what was your score in this thing? Ah. Uh, I'll get it a three point seven, and that's only because I like Carrie Mulligan's acting. I like Matt Boomer in it. I like uh, Sarah Silverman. Uh, like Sarah Silverman looked the oldest I've ever seen her look in a movie. She's probably in her like, late forties, you know. No, no, she's in her fifties, dude. She's almost sixty. So she's great. Yeah, no, but it's the makeup that made her look old. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you go look at her, she still looks like the same. But she's still she's fucking Matt Damon, <laughs> and she's fucking Matt Damon. All right, uh, but um. I'm gonna run. Go ahead. I'm gonna run to as a camera now. What is the audience score for Maestro? I'm gonna have to say it's gonna be like 87. That's 59. percent 59. All right. So the critics, the audience says Maestro's Oscar-worthy acting and impressive cinematography keep things engaging despite a flawed narrative that won't teach reviewers much about Bernstein's cultural impact. And that's the problem you have with any of this. You're starting with the audiences in this one. Right. I know, and that's very weird, but man, it was just, okay. I don't know. Was the I, didn't feel, I didn't feel the love. What's the critic score of Maestro 
on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, 97. 80%. So, nah. uh, they say, led by a pair of powerful performances, Maestro Service is stirring over you the tremendous talent's life and legacy. I'll read a good review and a better review. Look on that, we'll just help you. From Sergio Bursi in the Los Angeles Times, he says, Maestro the, is a work that celebrates and admires Bernstein, which I didn't think it did that, but whatever. Uh, this is Kyle Smith of the Wall Street Journal. He says, Bradley Cooper's mimicry eventually becomes overbearing. The actor is working so hard that all they need to focus on is the work rather than the character. It's self-defeating. Uh, so that's my show. It's on Netflix, guys. It's nominated for uh, Best Picture and Best Actor and Actress with Bradley Cooper and uh, Carrie Mulligan. Uh, I liked it. Neil was lukewarm on this movie. Um, yeah, we'll go lukewarm. lukewarm. Yeah, we'll go lukewarm. Lukewarm. And that's that's uh, Maestro, guys. Uh, we'll be seeing most of our time talking about Argyle today, I imagine. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, that's Maestro. You guys can watch it right now. Go 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 to your uh, Netflix box. Sounds like something you're interested in. You know, get news ready for us. Heck yeah, dude! Let's do some news. This is the Movies Don't Suck and some of them news. I'm going to tell Chris stuff because he got beat up as a kid, brain damage, and it makes it so he can't read. I'm very thankful for this no. new segment because I can't. I, yeah, I don't read. <laughs> I had a different one, and I, I forgot it today, and then I just thought of it right after I got done. Because <laughs> I think of these like late at night. Yeah, yeah. At um, 2.54 first, let's start like, with the saddest. <laughs> yeah, let's get... um. Let's think of let's get it over with. Let's talk about the saddest of the week. Uh the passing of one of the greats in motion picture, a guy who was the enemy to Rocky. He was the I mean, I don't he was the partner to uh Arnold Schwarzenegger to to try to kill the predator. He, he was, was Peterson and Happy Gilmore. But he was he taught you how to, you know, aim for a hole. Mr. Acton Action Jackson, Mr. Apollo Creed himself, Carl Weathers passed away at the age of seventy six. Rest in power, dude. Um yeah, rest in power, man. He was a great dude. Uh he had a commercial for the Super Bowl that I guess they're now editing or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're gonna take it out so he that doesn't play anymore, I guess, or something. I don't know. Man, but yeah, I guess I, I say play it. I I I often I, I often talk about that scene in uh, Happy Gilmore. We pulls out the alligators out from his pocket and I laugh at it because like uh, Carl Weathers, man, he's just he was just a welcome presence in any movie he's been. So rest in peace, rest in power, uh, Carl Weathers. Uh, you're not forgotten. So so Disney's price went up this week. I didn't notice. Right? I hadn't looked at my bank account. So. Um, yeah, and because of that hike, 1.3 million subscribers have now jumped off of the Disney Plus app, making a loss in one day of over 300 million dollars. Good, the fucking evil corporation Disney. <laughs> like, 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 as much as good shit they put out, they're also kind of fucking evil. It's it's like Coca Cola. Yeah. It's like Coca Cola. I mean, it's like the American. It's like the American. It's like America. It's like capitalism. As good as the evil shit we put out. Like I mean, we put out Trump. I mean, that's a thing. Um, Disney, uh, but and the same day. Now this is all Disney for for a minute here. Yeah. 
Disney in the same day that they lost $300 million in one day pays $1.5 billion and now owns Epic Games. Uh, what game do Epic Games own? Oh, no, I don't know. Probably the most popular game today. Which is what? Tell people. Fortnite. Fortnite. Oh. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) They now own the Fortnite company. Uh, Let's see if they got anybody. But but Epic Games now will make, you know, uh, Spider-Man games, uh, Marvel, Star Wars, Nightmare Before Christmas, Tron, and more Fortnite um, games to come. Like, they are... Gonna now they have a now they have a video game company that they can make all of their video games with. Fucking crazy! And you know what's gonna get people? <laughs> yeah, I know. Crazy. And on the same day, they announced this too, which of course will get more streamers back to Disney. Are you ready? Yeah. Disney Plus streaming has announced when Taylor Swift's The Air Tours, which is the top-selling. Concert a movie of all time yeah. will be that made over 261 million worldwide. Let's make that rule after, up. After, after the chore made billions, probably, you know, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll start showing, start uh, be on the platform as of March 15th. So, wow. there's all that. And one more thing, one more thing about the Disney World. Florence Pugh has revealed that they have started filming the Thunderbolts, which is the all-villain group. Like, it's their suicide squad. It'll be like Winter Soldier. Uh, she, I can't in, remember. She's in it, huh? <laughs> yeah, Zendaya's in it. Uh, uh, Sebastian Stan's in it. And this is, um, this is, a, this is a Marvel product. Property? Yeah, yeah. The Thunderbolts is it's led by uh, Sergeant Ross, who's going to be played by Harrison Ford, uh, Anthony Mackie, who plays the new Captain America's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh no, no, that's Captain America: New World. But uh, Ross is still let is mm-hmm. played by Harrison Ford. And so, and so, uh, Sebastian Stan, he's playing, he's playing Bucky in this. Mm-hmm. He's playing well, Winter Soldier, Bucky. Yeah. Where this is be interesting. I wonder how. How I mean, Marvel has been out of the spotlight this year, except for I guess Marvel. I mean, what they're basically saying is that Marvel's losing its luster, and then uh, they say that Deadpool's not bringing it, bring it back. But that comes out when? Like when does the Deadpool come out? Uh, July something. July. Okay. Well, we'll we're all looking forward to that. So, uh, one more thing about Disney. Mona, me, uh, Milan two. Milan two. Yeah. Is now coming out November 2024. They dropped that little bolt of knowledge out last night. <laughs> hey, man. Remember that movie Saltburn that we reviewed? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Or last week. It was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah a couple weeks ago. Right last week, like a week yeah. before, whatever. Yeah. Well, what was your favorite scene from that movie? Send <sighs> a deep one. Just say something. Uh, Come the, on. the Don't scene. make it deep. The ending scene. Andy scene. Okay. Well, a lot of people's favorite scene is that famous bathtub scene. And luscious bath bombs has a new salt burn bath burn bath bomb. Of course they do. Inspired by the the luscious new salt bomb bath bomb is a playful yet refined way to for fans to engage with the pop culture phenomenon of the movie Saltburn. 
without any of the controversy. The bath bomb is a luxury uh, composed of coconut milk powder, mineral-rich sea salt, and the beloved milky bath bubble bar fragrance from Lush. From Lush. Uh, this movie so goes. People can go drink other people's bath water. God, that, uh, I talked to someone who said that there, there are two scenes that made them gag from him while they were watching it. Mm-hmm. And she said that was one of them. So. Uh, talking about awards that we all want to love, Barbie pretty much mm-hmm. won all really big at the Grammy Awards. Right. And so did another person that had the highest selling movie, one of the highest movies of last year. Taylor Swift makes history by winning her fourth record of the year. Grammy being the only individual to ever do that. Well, you mean album of the year? It's the two separate things. Album of the year, yes. Yeah. So, the no, sorry, album of the year. Yeah, the thing about Taylor I have no really, I don't really give a fuck about the Grammys. It's not something that that um, I really watch or care about. But I, I'm happy for Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't care about the Grammys. Half these critics can't even stomach me, let alone stand me. me. Yeah, I know. I think no, he right. didn't he win a Grammy. That was nominated yeah. for a Grammy. That yeah, he did. Was, he did. Yeah, he, yeah, he was yeah, nominated yeah. for best best album of the year with that, which I thought was funny. But um, yeah, um, good for Tay Tay, you know. Zach Caligon wants you guys all to know that Chris Columbus is in the middle of writing, and they are working on animating a bunch of puppets so they can film. Gremlins 3. You know, it's so weird that what's happening nowadays is that, like, for example, there was a long time when they said that 20 days, uh, 20 years later wouldn't come out ever. And it said it's never coming out. Yeah. They said the same thing that Gremlins yep. 3, but now it's happening. So all these things they said weren't happening are now happening. And I mean, as much as I want to see 20 years later and uh, Gremlins 3, I, it's, I have my, nowadays, I have a hard time. My, I have a hard time getting excited, excited about sequels. You know. Oh, you want to talk about sequels? Let's talk about sequels. <laughs> hey, remember that movie about the two girls that go to their high school reunion and they lie to everybody that they made post notes. Uh, is this Michelle and Romy's high school reunion? Romy and Michelle's sequel is happening, and they are full force ahead right now. Uh, Miroslavina says. Like, uh, they said that uh, we are full force ahead, the writing is done, and it's going to involve, like, an Emily in Paris. Okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> like, uh, like, I don't, um, man, did you like that original one? Did you see it? I mean, Romy and Michelle's high school. Yeah, dude, it's funny as shit. I watch it all the time. Seven. Anytime it's on, I, I watch a clip. Dude. And Janine Garofalo. You know who I mean. Yeah. Yeah, she is fucking hilarious in that movie. Um, hey, Chris, do you hate your local sports team? Yes, you do. So now, instead of watching the Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm actually where your local sports team is in for, I don't know, the fourth time in four Are years. Are they hogging the Super Bowl <laughs> from you? Is that what's happening? I, yeah, no. no, I'm just... I'm just saying you hate the Super Bowl, and it's okay. I get it that you hate sports and you hate your team and you hate your city that you live I don't, in. No, no, but I don't, no. Listen, listen. I'm actually going to the Super Bowl party this year. So, oh, you're gonna actually watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know how the game works. Okay. So, <laughs> when the ball, when the when the ball goes into the spot, it's called a touchdown. Okay, thank you. 
What, what about what, right. what about when but anyway? Kick but if that... you're sick of the Super Bowl and don't want to watch football this year, guys, switch over to the all-day werewolf marathon on shottv.com. Shot TV will be showing all werewolf movies for 24 hours. No Taylor Swift, no Travis Kelsey. Uh the the Wolfman will be playing Werewolf in London. Ginger Snaps and American Werewolf in London oh, I love Ginger Snaps. Uh, are just some of the movies that are going to be aired. I love Ginger Snaps. I love the show. I love, yeah, I watched Ginger Snaps the other night. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know about Bill Shatner, uh, there's a documentary that's going to be hitting the good old Netflix coming up soon. And uh, it will be... Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. At the theater. My bad. I forgot. At the theater, March 22nd. And it's going to be called You Can Call Me Bill. Because if you're a friend of William Shatner's, you can call him Bill. We can't call, call him Billy. Him we can't call him Billy. Oh, fucking Billy your ass. Dave Batista, Samuel Jackson. What more do you need? Uh, I need to know if that's a movie that's coming out. With him. That's a movie coming out. Oh, here we go. Okay. To lead a post-apocalyptic action film called Afterburn. Do we need to know any more than that? I don't think. I can dig in the we'll file. We'll watching it. I, I, got, I got 100 more things to tell you about. Okay. I'm trying to go through them as much as possible. Henry Cavell and Highlander says the reboot is going to be deeper into the lore, making it more entertainment. Um, Chris Hemsworth action movie uh, Matthew, with Matthew Vaughn are going to be doing an action movie together. And Matthew Vaughn is making the prediction it's going to break the bank. It's going to everybody's going to love this. Uh, Rob Liefeld, do you know who that name is? I know. Okay, Rob Liefeld is the creator, not the creator, but the art, the writer, and uh, the writer and artist of one of the greatest uh, comic book people of all time, uh, Deadpool. Okay, he's not the creator, but he's the one that makes him. He makes Deadpool, Deadpool, Deadpool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, made Deadpool. He will be retiring after thirty-three years of writing the character. Uh, He will be doing one more series. Uh, Go look it up. If you guys are into the comic books, he will definitely be one there for you guys all to see. Pamela Lee Anderson. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh-huh. Dave Batista. Gia Coppola. Yeah. They will be sh- shooting a movie coming up called The Last Showgirl. Now, uh, Pamela leads an all-star cast in an upcoming drama, The Last Show, receiving praise from director Gia Coppola for a daring and heartfelt performance. Anderson's uh, recent documentary, Pamela, a love story. Uh, you know, everybody's hit it. And so... So is this a sequel? Follows a season showgirl who must plan her future oh. when her show abruptly closes after a 30-year run. So this is a sequel to Showgirls? No. So the, she, Elizabeth Berkeley is on this. Jean Gershon's on this, okay. All right. No, Gia Coppola is the director. Okay, fine. Gosh, you don't listen to anything I say, do you? (laughs) Uh, Jurassic World 4 is in development. That's all we know about it. The Beekeeper, the Beekeeper that was reviewed last week, is literally $1 million away from beating the highest movie that Jason Statement has ever been as the lead actor. What, what movie is that? The, the, was that cranked? The mechanic. the mechanic. The Mechanic was the one. He is $1 million, and The Beekeeper will beat that. Do you like The Mechanic? Probably more? within the next week. What do you like more, The Mechanic or The Beekeeper? Huh? What do you like more, The Beekeeper or The Mechanic? No, it was, The Mechanic was way before we even started this, bro. Uh, but which one do you like? Uh, 
What? I'm Beekeeper, dude. Beekeeper's fucking badass, bro. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Uh, let's see. What am I missing here? I know there was something really important. Oh, Tigger, Owl, Piglet. Well, in Kangaroo, right? No, not Kangaroo, but Piglet, Tigger, and Owl mm-hmm. have all become public domain this past couple months. What, is you is you public domain yet? Yeah, he was uh, he was originally when Winnie okay. the Pooh came. Okay. Which means the trailer for Winnie and the Pooh Blood and Honey 2 was released yesterday with Piglet <laughs> and Tigger in it. It looks just as dumb and creepy as the last one. So, so I correctly, know. people hate that first one. Not because it was, uh, you know, subversive, because it sucked apparently. But we hadn't seen it. But me and Neil might try to see this one. Yeah, definitely probably going to see this. Uh, Bob Odenkirk is reuniting with Nobody Rider to make a movie called Normal. Um, and Normal, Odenkirk plays a man named Ulysses who uncovers a deep criminal conspiracy in a sleepy town of Normal. Well, I mean, even if Bob Odenkirk doesn't do, we'll watch because he's amazing. I love him. I don't want to touch his no-nos. Hey, did you ever want to see Mike Tyson in a bunny suit? I mean, haven't we all? Yeah, Mike Tyson to play himself in the offbeat superhero movie called Bunny Man. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, it's kind of hard for me to root on a uh, convicted rapist. You know what I mean? Yeah. So The movie follows a multi-millionaire superhero who wears a, ro- a, a rabbit mask to avenge his sister's suicide. All right, good luck, I guess. And... Let's see here. What what what? Where do I start off? Okay. Oh, uh, Jim Curry is re, re going to be redoing his role as Robotnik for Sonic Three. Yeah, he so said we he was done. He said he was done doing it, and then he just said they're like, "Here's a bunch of money." He's like, "Okay, <laughs> that's what that was." Hey, dude. Whatever. Whatever. All right. Pixar has announced. That Toy Story 5 and Frozen 3 will be released in 2026. Fucking snore, dude. <laughs> like, I, I don't think we... I mean, if if it's going to bring you money... There's there's an uh, argument to make that that whatever makes money is the best way to go, but you and I know that's not true. You know, like, we all talk about artistic integrity, mm-hmm. and Disney lost that so long ago, you know? All right. Okay. And... Brad Pitt to reunite with the one, the only, the man with the plan, Quentin Tarantino for the movie, the movie Critic. Mm -hmm. And everybody is rumoring because of it being set in 1977 California that Brad Pitt will more than likely be playing his character from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, dude, I fucking love that. I love Cliff in this movie. I would love it so much if he plays Cliff in this one. God, how happy! Cliff was such a badass. I know. And last, last but not least, let's we're gonna end this. It's kind of somber, but I think it's kind of cool. Um, there's a video game that recently came out called "The Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League." It apparently, wasn't well received. Yeah, not well received, and everybody said, and it's all. It was said that it was the last performance. Of the greatest Batman that ever existed on Kevin this planet Conroy, Earth, yeah. Mr. Kevin Conroy. That's bullshit. Oh yeah. 
There is a three-part movie series. I've, I'm halfway through the movie because I was watching it earlier when I was working on shit. Uh, uh, called Crisis on Infinity Earths. And there's a part one, a part two, and a part three, which it's all like two and a half, three hour each movie. Yeah. And it's animated. Yeah. And uh, Bat Boomer, Bat Boomer plays the voice of Flash. You know, like yeah. literally it, and it's a really good artistic movie. Part three has the last recording of Kevin Conroy doing Batman's oh, that's, voice. That's, it will not. That's good to hear. And the, an animated movie, like the part one, I, I'm, I'm almost all through all the uh, first one. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. So it's like, hopefully this is where he ends his note on. Uh, man, Kevin Conroy. I met him, guys. He was just, he was, yeah, he yeah, was for, a charm. Yeah, I want you to tell the story for people I've noticed in that episode. It's a really sweet story. All right, Kevin Conroy, I met him. When you walk up, they have little postcards, and they're like, hey, what do you want him to write? And I was like, I don't know, to Neil from Kevin Conroy? You know, like, <laughs> like I said. But I walk up to the state uh, table with me and my friend Matt, and um, we we go up there, and he was like, he's like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, hey, Kevin, I just got to say thank you for all your work. I just want you to know every time I read a comic book, it's your voice I hear when I read a comic book. And he's like, oh, man, you want to take a picture? And I was like, yeah. So we took a picture really quick, and then I told Matt, get the fuck out of the picture so I could take one alone. <laughs> but it was, he didn't charge you for it, right? Like, that was one of the things. No, 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 no. He was, he was supposed to charge, but no, he just like, let's take a picture, man. Yeah. And uh, then when we walked away, Matt looked down in the photo. He goes, did you read the photo? And I was like, no, it just says to Neil from Kevin Conroy. And he's like, no, read it. And he goes, to Neil. I'll always be your Batman, Kevin Conroy. Uh, yeah. Rest, I cried like a baby. Rest, rest in peace, though. Kevin Conroy, you're a, a god among men, and um, we uh, miss you every day. So Every day. Thank you, everybody. That's the news. Let's get over to the last movie. That was the movies that don't suck and some of the news. I have to read stuff to Chris because he can't do Braille on his laptop. <laughs> I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right. So we're uh, talking about uh, the biggest new, number one movie this week, which is Argyle, directed by Matthew Vaughn. He directs this thing as uh, Kingsman, The Secret Service, Kick-Ass, X-Men First Class, and uh, probably first burst on the scene with a layer cake. This movie stars... Uh, Henry Cavill as Argyle. I saw you on Mattaside. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard as Ellie Conway. I told you how it works. Um, uh, uh, Sam Rockwell as Aiden Wilde. It's a lot of condoms. <laughs> Brian Cranston as Director Ritter. I'm the cook. Uh, also stars Daniel Singh. Uh, I'm sorry, Dua Lipa's in this as Lagrange. Aaron DeBose as Kira. Richard Grant's director Fowler. This also stars John Cena as Wyatt. I will fuck you, all right? I will enter you. <laughs> and this has a bunch of other people, including Scarlett O'Hara. But I, just, uh, I will fuck you, all right? I will enter you. That's just in my head forever. Just, okay, 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 really quick. I'm sorry to interrupt. But what if I meet John Cena at WrestleMania 40, bro? Because I'm going to be there for a whole week. I'm going to go to all these meet and greets, all these breakfasts and brunches where we get to meet the superstars. The first thing I'm going to say is, like, we have, I have a movie with a podcast, and my co-host cannot stop playing. I will fuck you, all right? I will enter you. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sure he'll laugh his ass off. He's, yeah. he's a good dude. So once I've never heard a bad thing about him. Let's read the storyline for uh, Argyle. Mm-hmm. 
Argal. All right, so what's this movie about? Okay, here it is. Ellie Conway, an intricate spy novelist who seldom leaves her home, is drawn into the real world of espionage when the plot of her books get a little too close to the activities of a sinister underground syndicate. When Aiden, a spy who shows up to save her, he says... From being kidnapped or killed or both, Ellie and her beloved cat Alfie are plunged into a covert world where nothing and no one is what it seems. I want you to start out this new one. <laughs> How do I say this? It was like watching Kingsman for the first time. Okay. Explain. I didn't know what the fuck I was getting into. I didn't know what the hell was going to go on. And at the end of the at the end of the movie, I was very happy I went on this journey. I was very in love with the characters, and not only was I happy, but I was like, "Man, I hope this turns into a franchise." Okay. And here comes the post-credit scenes, and I'm like, "Oh shit! This might actually be part of a franchise." So, you know, here's the problem. I felt the exact opposite. Mm. What the fuck is wrong? This was like one of the most fun. Like I, I took a buddy. We had a great time. Like we laughed. We cried. We we shed tears of pure joy. You love this movie? Really? Oh, dude, I absolutely love this movie. I did not love this movie. Like we were like, oh my god! After that freelancer movie John Cena was in, this is obviously the bigger, better yeah, but, movie. I mean, that was a hard bar to clear, but so. I went and saw this, um, like, I think Friday. I saw this on Friday, mm-hmm. so it was a full theater. I saw an IMAX to get the full yeah. effect. Yeah. To get the full effect. Um, so uh, I had no problem with the acting. I love Sam Rockwell. He's great in this. I love Sam Rockwell. He needs in. He's great. And Price Dallas Howard. Price Dallas Howard. Okay. Bryce Dallas Howard. She was great. Oh, my God. Oh my. Especially when she did the thing to fuck all this, to say fuck you to all the fans. Oh, my God. That was so awesome. But the thing is, man, uh, now I knew what it was going for. It's going for like uh, it's supposed to be kind of a parody of all the spy tropes because that's all that the movie. It's like sort of saying all these spy tropes is in this movie, but it's overstuffed that way. Like, like I got I got the joke halfway through the fucking movie. The twist, yeah, but that's uh, it's uh, the, the joke. Tw- the, I know, the, but the, but you stretched out to two and a half hours. Also, when it comes to well, it's like stretching out a two and a half hour fucking movie about a composer when he doesn't even goddamn do a goddamn composing of the fucking movie. Well, we're not I mean, about the, we don't learn anything about music that whole fucking movie. We're not talking about this movie. We're, gonna, not talking, <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about my show right now. We're talking, okay, right. so we're, we're not going to compare okay, how so, other movies so, have done it too. Uh, hold, okay. on. hold on. A lot. Hold on. So Some of them are nominated for Oscars. Are you done? No, <laughs> it's like this so, movie was fun and exactly what I, I, you get I, I, from the movie. Okay, but but I'm going with my problems with that. I'll talk about nice scenes later. Mm-hmm. Okay, but um, it was just how that I was overstuffed. I got the joke halfway through the movie, and by the end, the, the there are twists that are inconsequential to me. Like I didn't give a fuck about the, the plot at the end of the movie at all, at all, because they twisted around so much that I was like, okay, I'm just gonna take this in, and I was like, I was like, there's like uh, with uh, no time to die or any sort of spy movie that's trying to emulate and make fun of, I felt no stakes whatsoever. I didn't know the fuck what they're delivering with the movie Sin Jackson. I didn't know because they didn't say anything about it. Like the movie has puddles that are giant 
and other things. And I understand that's the point of the movie that Matt Vaughn's making fun of it. But by that time, I was just kind of, I was kind of exhausted. I was like, okay, I don't know what's supposed to follow here. Not saying that I don't love Sam Rockwell in this movie because I love him at everything he's in. He's great in this, but it was convoluted. And I, there are parts that I laughed at, but most of the time I was kind of like, fuck, I'm tired. I'm exhausted by this movie and not because I'm older or whatever, but I just said these scenes that there were supposed to, obviously these center points of this movie were supposed to be amazing. And I was just rolling my eyes and not because I don't love silly action. I like silly action, but to me, the, the two scenes, you know what I'm talking about near the end, I was kind of like, I mean, it, it felt too polished. Even it wasn't as raw as I wanted. Matthew Vaughn is known for being raw and violent, and I'm sure he didn't write this to be a PG-13 movie, but that's what it ended up being. And uh, like, like I love Kingsman because it, it it it's there's no bars on it, you know, there's no uh, locks on the door. But in this one, I felt like there was, and so because now that's not saying Argon has a cool. Literally starts with the guy locking a door. I, you know what I mean? Just, what you, just <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But but. I, I don't know, man. This didn't do it for me. I'm, 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 I know the people that they love Argyle, and you're obviously one of them. It just didn't do it for me. Well, one, we already know you hate Henry Cavill. So I don't hate Henry Cavill. I have no right problems with Henry you've, you've never liked a single fucking thing he's ever been in. Well, Name so, one movie you like him in. I, dude, I gotta be honest. I, I, I fell asleep in the Superman movie. I don't hate Henry Cavill. I know nothing against him. And to say that you I just hate- don't like anything he's ever been in. You don't like him as Superman. You didn't like him as Witcher. You didn't like him in uh, Enola. You thought he was too muscly. I think it was. I, I, I never used any of those words. Describe like, no, no, Neil, you're you're mischaracterizing. I have my feelings on Henry Cavill are uh, no, totally ambivalent. I think. I think- I'm in Bible and Terry. You're upset that I made fun of the and we, Oscar and we liked the, I liked the Mission Impossible, man. All right? I liked the Mission no, Impossible. Oh, great. The movie he doesn't talk in. I get it. You like no, him no, in that listen, one, I have no problems with him. But, <laughs> hey, as long as Henry doesn't talk, well, I'll like him. I, I, I really liked Sam Rockwell in this movie. I really did. And, you know, uh, Sam Jackson does Sam Jackson. And uh, John Cena is in John Cena. And, but, like I said, uh, I had problems mostly with just just the movie itself, not the acting in it. Um, and, you know, Matthew Vaughn. He's cool. I know, and you hate Die Hard. It's cool. I love Die Hard. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Cool. Why is his name Argyle? What, what are we talking about here? Because this is Why Die is this Hard. movie called Argyle? What, the, why would this movie... What, why would Die Hard name it? Hold on, are you talking about the guy? Are you talking about the guy in the losing the guy who drove it? Yes, that's what this movie's named after. No, it's not. You know that. Yes, it is. Look well, it up. Okay, that, dude, dude that, I check my facts. Okay, if that's the case. That that's the only the only <laughs> tying that together is just the name. Um, but anyway, but you talking about why you like this movie instead of shooting me for not <laughs> How about that. I just don't like people that don't like fun. And I'm sorry. It's like somebody saying they don't like Disney World. All right, here's the it's like you don't like Disney World because you're a dick. Like, here, it goes to saying, just because I don't like something, I, I'm, a, I'm a dick or, or I'm a fun hater. You don't like something fun, you're a dick. You just don't <laughs> like things. You're like, I got it. Let me suck all the joy and happiness out of this fucking movie. No, I'm, glad, I'm glad Neil liked it. I really am. I'm glad you liked it, bro. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, you I hate am. that people enjoyed it. No, you're, no. You probably, th- you probably threw bottles in the back of people's head and IMAX. No, I let people, I let, I let people enjoy this movie, okay? I didn't, I didn't shit on it. I, I, in fact, the next day, uh, me and Lee were at lunch. I got and I got a little, a little drunk. And um, uh, she was like, 
she's like, do you remember this movie? I'm like, yeah. I spent 15 minutes explaining the whole pod, pod back to her on the way back to home from uh, Chewy's. And uh, it, I, I remember the whole fucking thing. And that's when I, I realized I didn't like this movie. So I had to... But anyway, mm-hmm. um, this movie was fun. Mm-hmm. It was great. There's a lot of jokes in it that were really, really for cinema uh, cinemaphobes, like we're, you know, point off of certain things and stuff. Matthew Vaughn, who's always a pleasure, one of cinephile. the best directors. means you didn't like it, but cinephile means you liked it. Yeah, that's what I said, cinephile. You're a cinephobe. You're a cinephobe, whatever. You know, Matthew Vaughn, who's made the best X-Men movie, Kick-Ass, uh, The Kingsman. Wait, is first class your favorite X-Men movie? Huh? Is first class your favorite X-Men movie? It's the best X Men movie. I agree movie. with you. I agree with you. By the way, I mean I'm not saying it's my favorite, but it's the best. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but I mean, you're talking about a man who knows his shit, and he knocked this one, I think, directly out of the park. He created another atmosphere. It's going to go into a whole nother. It's adding a whole nother universe, which Chris, for some reason, just thinks spoilers isn't a thing anymore. It's um, what? but you, how many times have you said that this is linked to Kingsman already? I didn't say that at all. You did. No, you did. No, I didn't at all. I said this movie reminds me of the first. I didn't time say. I, I didn't say it was linked at all. You did. Yeah, you did. Go back when you when you when you. I didn't say it was linked. I didn't say it was linked at all. Not not Lisa. I said he directed Kingsman. I didn't say it was linked at all. Uh, no, 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 you said you said something. No, you, 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 but I know I did. And if I did, 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 I'm gonna kick it out. I'm gonna take it out and other podcast. But I'm almost oh, sure so that's it. So nobody knows you. No, but but I don't think did. I said it though. Hey, I don't hey, think wait, I did. Wait, wait. Let me let me make my statement. Damn, stop! <laughs> you, you you remind me of people that like like when I'm trying to make a point. You're like, hey, I'm not gonna let you slander me on the podcast. I don't want, I don't. uh, There's that thing right there. Go go, go, go ahead, make sure he doesn't get to his point. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm mean myself. Your curtains are black, man. Your curtains are black. I'm I'm talking about, I'm gonna go ahead. Don't mute yourself. Then what's the point of a podcast? You won't do just don't jump in and jump on stuff that you know when I'm calling you out. I did not link this to Kingsman at all. He did twice. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, this movie, um, Henry Cavill, uh, Bryce Dallas, like, and then Sam Rockwell, and even Brian Ken's Catherine O'Hare uh, was in this movie as well. Um, who is just a pleasure in any movie. That she I like to see her. I mean, honestly, just seeing her in this just maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit because she, she's so good. You know. Yeah, and Dua Lipa's uh, first acting. You know where she actually acts <laughs> in the movie. Did she act Besides, that much though? Yeah, I mean bit. she did a whole dance scene and everything. Yeah, yeah, she was she was fine. I mean, come on, do you want me to go back and get some Bond girls out and show you how many times they don't say a single word? Yeah, didn't I don't think Olga Kurylenko said a thing, single thing in Pussy the Lord didn't even say a word until the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> you know, like so. Anyway, I think it was just the fact that they wanted James Bond to say pussy the whole time. Oh, pussy galore. You know, but anyway. Anyway, so this movie is fun. Sorry. This movie. Oh, he muted his mic. What a dick. I mean, he's just not jumping every time I'm trying to finish a sentence. (laughs) But anyway. 
Argyle was fun. It's fun for the whole family. You can go take kids to see it because it's a PG-13 movie. It literally brings that spy novel to a level where the hilarity is there about it. And that's okay because spy movies are supposed to be funny and dumb. They're not supposed to be realistic. There's no such thing as real spies. And if they are, they all die in mass murdering or brutal bombings or stuff like that. I mean, if you want a realistic, a realistic spy movie would not be good. I mean, have you ever seen have you ever seen actually what real spies look like or what they do? Did you not think it was it was over long for what it was? No, I felt like it was like ten minutes, bro. I felt like this movie ended began and ended. This was like one of the funnest movies uh this entire year. If this is not my top ten, I don't see how it won't be. That blows my fucking mind you said that, but that's fine. This is what you I mean. Because uh, this and Beekeeper, like literally, they're both movies that are establishing a universe, and I like that. Because right now, we're on a universe-building movie kick, and guess what? This is what I want more of. Great. Give me more of this, because don't because if we don't do movies like this that are fun, aren't big action, they didn't do, how many action scenes are really that big? I mean, they had a couple, but it was more like, were just fun, have a little fight scenes and stuff like that. There was a big blow up, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, but, but my problem was that there are no stakes in this movie. Huh? There are no stakes in this movie. Yeah, there was. Uh, were there? Because I felt yeah. none of them. Uh, the, the, the plot switched around so many times that by the end of it, I was like, were there stakes in this? I, I, I had no clue. All right. Well, next time that you watch this movie, I'll sit down with you, hold your hand. No, and no, no, no. Understand it. It just didn't matter. <laughs> oh, because you didn't like it from the beginning because Henry Cavill was in it. Got it. Do uh, think I have this like imaginary grudge against him? I have nothing. I else. really do. You haven't liked anything he's ever been in. I, I never, dude. I never talked shit to Henry Cavill as an actor. I, and the cool thing is, I know he's a know he's I know he's I know he's a super nerd. Not like that about him. But um, the man from Uncle, do you like that? I didn't see the movie. Nah, see Immortals. I like Immortals. Hellraiser, Hellworld. We did. We, we, I don't think we, I, I don't think I saw that one. No, that's in two thousand five. Okay, yeah, I didn't see that. Sandcastle. I didn't see Sandcastle. Did you? Yes. Okay. I've seen everything Henry Cavill's in because I like Henry Cavill. Okay. okay. I'm looking against him, but <laughs> the reason you didn't get that, that's why he's not like her. Oh, no, just, I didn't like the movie, but that's fine. But and you, you know, don't like anything Bryce Dallas Howard's in either. I like Jurassic World. I like the. I you even, didn't like it. You gave it a bad review. I, no, I, no, no, I didn't. I think I liked Jurassic World. I, I can tell you, I didn't like The Village. You gave it like a 3.2 or something. I even like The Village, which is not like, which is not a popular thing to say, but I like The Village. You didn't like The Mandalorian. Uh, I didn't dislike The Mandalorian. I liked the you Jedi. hated Rocket Man. You hated Rocket no, Man. Both you, you not, like... both you and I loved Rocket Man, dude. No, you hated Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket no, Man. No, I, I didn't like this. I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody, but I liked Rocket Man. You and I both liked Rocket Man. No, you hate you hated Arrested Development. I liked Arrested Development. No, you don't. Yeah, and how did it end? I, I liked the first couple of seasons. That one that was on Netflix wasn't so good. Peach Dragon. You didn't, I didn't like see, Peach I Dragon. Didn't see Peach Dragon. You know, Neil, uh, 50-50. Neil, what, the help. You hated the help. I didn't, I didn't hate the help, but Neil, what is your score <laughs> on Argyle? 
I give it a four point man. This is a great movie. I, I want to watch it again. I want to watch it again now. No, because it was the production value. My my uh, thoughts on this three point three, three point two. I didn't hate it. Like it, but I didn't like it either. You know, this is ten times more rewatchable than any other movie. Like this is one of the most rewatchable movies of twenty twenty four right now. It's February, so there's still time, right? I'm saying just of this time frame. I mean, this and Beekeeper are the two right now that are like the most rewatchable right, that no. we've watched. I'm on uh, Run to Because, like, some of the movies we watched, what were some of the movies we watched this year? Oh my God, some of them are just so god awful. Huh? Uh, well, I, I don't want to go back because we just. <laughs> but, right, Neil, what is the audience score for the Argyle on Run to Your mom. Uh, that's not a valid number. Doing your mom. Doing your mom. You know, we're straight up doing your mom. What you got? Um, the audience is going to give it a 78%. The audience is in a 77%. You're really close. The 71%. God damn, why 70, do I always one off? 71, so you were more than one off. But here's the audience score. For, here's the audience says on it. Argyle is an entertaining spy comedy with over-the-top action and plenty of surprises, although the fun starts to run out toward the end of its overlong runtime, which was my part. What's what I said about it? All right, Neil, what's the critic score on Argyle? Sixty-eight percent. Thirty-three percent. Thirty-three. Yeah, so I was on their side. Critics and Oh my. Critics and you to a critic, Chris. Uh, Argyle gets some mileage. You were on the same boat with them on Maestro and the same boat as Argyle. You have turned into a critic. You have turned into the thing we hate. You have turned to the dark side. Maybe. Um, here we, this is a critics consensus. Argyle gets some mileage out of its silly interject spin on the spy thriller, but ultimately wears out its welcome with a convoluted plot no plot and over long run time. Um, I'll read you a bad review and a good review for you, Neil, because I love you. Okay? Uh, this is a bad review from uh, Christy Pooch. Oh, you hate Henry Bell. You know I don't do that. You know, I never said that. Here's a Christy Pachuco of... Fuck. Pachuco of Mashable. She says, Much like The Flash, this action movie feels less like fun and more like a punishment. All right, and this is from um, Mark Commode. Of Commode Mario Mio's take, he says, This is the most fun Matthew Vaughn film has been for a very long time. Uh, Neil liked this movie, I didn't. Uh, but if you guys want to see, hated it, it. if you guys want to see this movie, I said 3.2. I think you're the movies on some that you tag. Why don't you calm down? Um, you guys can go see this at theaters, it's number one at the box office. Neil uh, had a lot of fun watching it, and maybe you would too. Uh, the cat is not in it as much as the previous makes it seems like. Seems like it is, by the way. If you guys the hate cat cats, was everywhere, bro. Alfie, uh, but yeah, that's the movie. You guys uh, want to go that? Go to the theater. If you don't, there's other stuff coming out this week. If you want to see that, um, and if you want to kill Chris, I'll give you his address. Just uh, e- email me, uh, direct me, t- direct message me. I will. I know where he lives. Try to come to my house and. Fight. Could drag him in the house and Hugo will eat Yeah, you. and you'll get killed by his chickens. By, 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 Hugo. <laughs> by Hugo at the very least. But even though Hugo liked you. Yeah, that, that's why. He, Chris doesn't know how to shoot a gun, so he didn't, has a dog. Didn't Hugo like you? 
Our dog? Hey, he loves me. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so I'll just give him something with my scent he, on he, it. Yeah, oh. he, he wouldn't leave you alone. You're like, <laughs> you don't really like dogs. You're, he wouldn't leave you alone. You're like, God, stay the fuck away from me. But it's okay. I know. That that was back in the days when he used to lick my toes a lot. Oh, you know what? Honey is not the person who licks toes. She's right here in front of me being a sweetheart. But Who's licking your toes? Uh, honey or her golden retriever. It's Why? A, I don't know. She's the most like white dog I possibly have. Like like everyone who's white has a golden retriever, but I love her. Anyway, uh, but uh, Neil, next week, what, are we doing Lisa Frankenstein, right? That's something that's coming out this week. I guess that's one of them we're doing. And then we'll do uh, the biography of Ric Flair. Uh, oh, is that, is that on? Where's that? Is that I'm on? just kidding. It came on to Netflix uh, this week because, you know, they're trying to get ready to bring WWE over. Do you, do you want to do that one or is it old? No, 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 it's old. It's old. It's yes. from like 2015. Nature Boy, right? Nature Boy. They didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, did, they didn't make a movie about Ric Flair. <laughs> one day. One day. Okay, well. uh, but we're, we're going to go ahead and... I hope not. All right. Uh, if you want to find the stream, that's fine. Or we'll find it. Yeah, but next week... Oh, yeah, we'll look in a little bit. Lisa Frankenstein, for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, that's the other movie's next movie. But uh, you guys find us online, movies on Sutton.net. We're W2Mnet.com. That's W2M is in moviesnet.com. You'll find us there along with a bunch of really... Podcast. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com. Podcast. We're in Twitter at Podcast. I'm sorry, X and TS Podcast. We're on Instagram at TS Podcast. We're on Patreon.com. Slash News Don't Suck. Uh, give us a few meals. Uh, shekels, Neil can buy value from Wendy's. Uh, go to Patreon.com. I'm sorry, go to Bob.com. Search your name. Who's on Suck and something new. You'll find our shirts along with the cool stuff Neil's made. We're also on, uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, at that Patreon on YouTube, go and subscribe. And if you're watching, uh, listening to us on the app, so subscribe. So every time it's up, we'll come straight to you uh, effortlessly. Uh, when we're already found podcasts, trying to podcast trying to on some of some they do. Neil, what do you for uh, people that have small businesses? If you got a business, let us know. Give us an email. Give us a message. Get over to us, and we'll advertise you to our thousands of followers or missing millions of listeners right here on Movies Don't Suck and Some to Do. Are you good, man? You already got here? Right. Yeah, let's get out of here. I got pee anyway. <laughs> That's another episode of Movies Don't Suck and Something New. My name's Neil. And I'm Chris. And remember, guys, if you want to make out with Bradley Cooper but totally hate Henry Cavill, you could be on Chris's side of these Come two on. movies today. <laughs> just kidding. We all love movies. Chris just still hates Henry Cavill. Have a good day.